Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment while we bring on our Facebook community. Make sure we're all in the same room here. And we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kalberman. Zach, not a whole lot of like hard news to go off uh, today for, for this particular show. Lots of cool little like nuggets that we're going to talk about. A lot of different little things buzzing around, you know, uh, the Broncos orbit, so to speak. But the first thing I wanted to touch on was the article you had yesterday evening touching on Mike Kliss kind of, we heard about the Woody page. We talked about this a couple of days ago, Woody page saying that the Broncos have talked to Ryan Fitzpatrick and then Mike Kliss kind of dove into that very topic. Well, we can read the exact quote, but long story short, I interpreted that as Mike Kliss running a little interference for the Denver Broncos. What was your take? Well, he said, I don't believe any free agents have talked to the Broncos. And he went, uh, uh, I mean, it was obvious that it, he, and we talked about that, or at least I brought it up. Anyone out there is naive to think that tampering does not go on during the NFL offseason before the legal tampering period opens. And like Chris mentioned, this would be the combine right now. And at the combine, like he said, deals get done. Chad, we were there. We saw, we saw how people rub elbows, agents, GMs, coaches, people in the, in the know, executives, they all huddle together. And even though you can't officially or formally talk, those discussions do take place. So, We've had Woody Page now say they've spoken to Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've had Mike Kliss cough on air and indicate that they've made some sort of contact, indirect or not. I happen to think that uh, there's a possibility on March 15th, when the tampering window opens, George Payton could very well have a deal ready to go for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Let me just read this quote real quick. This is uh, Kliss on the fan, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was on the fan. 
quote, no, I do not believe they are in contact with any free agents. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but you know how it works. This is supposed to be the combine. The combine is for watching the draft picks. But the bigger news is what's happening behind the bushes with the agents meeting with the GMs. They all do it. It's all wink, wink. No one's tampering. But that's where deals get done at the combine. The NFL has always turned its head on these kind of things. Close quote. And Zach, while that's true, any direct contact from the Denver Broncos to a prospective free agent, especially considering that there is no Mecca, offseason Mecca this year, there is no combine. You know, pro days are going to be very weird this year if they even happen. It's a lot more overt and obvious if they do talk to a, a free agent, they don't have that excuse of, oh, well, I just passed the agent in the hall at the you know Indianapolis convention center. What are you talking about? So I wonder, but I do think there's some there's some fire at the base of that smoke with Fitzpatrick. We'll see. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is two separate insiders now, two guys that have been covering the Broncos a very long time. They've both been mentioning or at least indicating that Fitzpatrick is on the Broncos' radar. And like you said, it might be Cliss being the mouthpiece. He's, you know, carrying the water for the Broncos organization. Because if they are charged with tampering, Chad, if they can prove that, the NFL, they're subject to fines or a loss of draft picks. So it's a serious situation, but it's hard to prove as well. Um, When it comes out, or if it comes out, we'll know more about the contact they've had. But like I wrote, in this business, where there's there's smoke, there's usually an accompanying fire. So we'll see what happens to greater or lesser degrees. Hey guys, thanks for being with us here tonight. It's good to see each and every one of you in the chat. We appreciate you being with us. We got a lot to get through this evening and we're excited to have yet another one of our superstars. Well, Mr. Boggins, AKA Marcus Boggs. You all know him as Mr. Boggins going to be on the show here in just a minute. First we do got it. And plus we got a few other rumors and some buzz and things we want to touch on. Lots of content that's been going up at milehighhuddle.com. Since you saw us last on Monday night, we're going to get to all that. All right, a couple of quick things, and then we're going to get Boggins on here. Um, make sure you are following the Facebook page for the Huddle Up podcast. The actual link, as you can see on the screen, facebook.com slash Pod. But the easiest thing to do is just open up Facebook. If you're using Facebook, odds are you got the app on your phone. Just open it up, search Huddle Up Podcast, like, follow, And we got a lot of big plans for that page this year and a giveaway winner to announce later tonight at the latest T-shirt that's going to a randomly selected follower, someone who's both following and liking the page. So take care of that. Make sure you're on board, following, liking on Facebook. Connect with us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod and then our main account for breaking Broncos news and analysis at Mile High Huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at KelbermanNFL. Myself at Chad N. Jensen, and then our teddy bear producer who will rip your face off, Buana Beast, at John K. MHH on Twitter. And then, gang, we have one new design that we rolled out um, at the end of last week on the merch page. But her- head on over there, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, get a hat, get a t shirt, get the new design. We got a couple of tees up there that were designs from actual members of our community, like Christy, who designed a great t shirt. Um, also, Zachary Smouse designed a, a Let Him Hate t-shirt. So a little something to for everybody out there, and it's another way to support what we're doing here. And then also, we got to remind you, become a supporter on Facebook because Kelberman's Corner Episode 9 is dropping on Sunday at noon. And then next week, we're rolling out the next premium show for our Facebook supporters, our actual members. It's going to be draft-oriented with Eric Trickle, our senior draft analyst. So head on over to the main Facebook page for Mile High Huddle, Facebook, 
com slash mile high huddle. You'll see the big blue button, become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. And if you can't do those things, it's all good. Seriously, we are just stoked to have you with us. We do ask, hey, if you like what you're seeing, subscribe. All right. If you like what you're hearing, you like what you're seeing, like the video, especially if you're on Facebook and YouTube. And the number three is if we're doing a good job for you, share this video out there and help us continue to grow, reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, let's bring on Boggins. Booyah, the man, the myth, the legend. He's one of the uh, co-hosts of the Mile High Roundtable podcast. He helps out Mile High Huddle on Facebook as a moderator, batting down the freaking trolls and the groups and whatnot. Mr. Boggins and, of course, bona fide superstar. What's going on, bro? Thanks for joining us. Nothing much. How y'all doing? Hanging in. Living the dream, dude. And we're trying to, you know, navigate and figure out all these different rumors, right? You've been with us just about every night and you got your own show going on too with everybody over there. How are you viewing the uh, the current quarterback rumors? Do you think George Payton's going to move mountains to land Deshaun Watson or do you think it's going to be a different journeyman veteran QB? What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to try. I mean, I well, that's not true. I think he he might call and see what it is, but I don't think he'll want to um, – I don't like saying sell the farm because you're not really selling the farm, but I, I don't think he's going to want to give up a certain amount of draft capital and uh, players that he made it pretty clear that he didn't want to get rid of, uh, especially in your first year as a GM. Um, but I get, I we will find out a lot about George Payton as a GM – pretty soon because it, or how much he values the QB position, because if he does pull the trigger on it, then we, we at least know he's here to make a, make a bang and a splash. So, uh, but I don't, I, I, I don't think based on what he did in, um, in Minnesota um, with Spielman, I, I think it'll be more, he likes to draft and groom um, and then just get some, some sort of knowledge of veteran presence on uh, at the QB uh, QB position. So I definitely see a, an older QB stopping by. 
Boggins, it's been a minute since we had you on here. I want to know from your perspective, what is the one takeaway that's changed for you about the Broncos, positive or negative, in that time, in the last, let's say, few months? New GM, uh, maybe a new quarterback, new personnel coming up, roster turnover. What has been your takeaway from this offseason with George Payton so far? Um, I mean, there hasn't been a, a whole lot to go off of uh, so far with George Payton, uh, besides the the obvious cuts that we saw coming. I mean, <clears throat> I think the the cuts were pretty much just, you know, new 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 regime, no dead cap, but definitely just plain and simple money moves. Um, he hasn't really done a whole a whole bunch so far, and so far he's been pretty tight lipped. Uh, um, but besides besides that, I mean, I'm excited about this young roster. I, I love the potential there. I think we have built a roster for a franchise QB. So hopefully we can groom or find one uh, soon because I, I don't think there's much time left before you actually have to start paying people. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see what George Payton does. I mean, I'm sure he feels it. I'm sure he he's he's aware um about the fact that we kind of not i don't want to say wasting young talent but we're 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 a couple years into some some really good talent that i think could really prosper that haven't really prospered to their full potential yet um that you know you would like to see uh do that before we have to let some go that's a fair point you know the clock is ticking right the the sands of the hourglass it's a it's a dropping on the Cortland suttons and yeah. Uh, the Noah Fants and the Dalton Reisners and guys like that. So, look, I don't. I try to keep tabs on, especially the core members of our community, like what their, what everyone's opinion is on you know the key issues of the off season. But Drew Locke, are you off the Drew Locke bandwagon completely, or are you still thinking that this dude has a has a chance to become that or be that you know up at least like above average franchise caliber quarterback? Um, I'd like to start with saying that you, it's okay to be skeptic of a player on the Broncos and not be a hater. Um, I, I, I think that I'm neither hot or cold on the situation. I think he's a young QB that his, one of his biggest uh, issues is processing. And when you have a, a, a coordinator who doesn't really adjust incredibly well, um, he – uh, Shermer is the Fangio as far as stubbornness to uh, adjust wise of offense, but not as good. Um, so it's like one step forward, two steps back, and then you have a quarterback, a young quarterback who doesn't process things as fast as maybe some others, like a like a maybe like a Brett Rippon. Not not comparing Brett Rippon to Drew Locke yeah. as far as talent wise. Yeah. I'm just saying like straight IQ processing wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you're going to run into a little bit of problems. And then especially when you have, uh, you know, your, your safety net of Cortland Sutton that goes down and, and, um, but you, it, my biggest issue with Drew is his ability to process and put everything together in one uh, because you can see him in the press conferences when he explains, he'll kind of explain what he saw out there as if it's like a, a post test, like, okay. And not like, what did you see out there? Well, I saw this safety move in here. They were in, they were in government. You know what I mean? Like they, he, he goes through and goes exactly what he saw. And it's like, he does that on the field. When we talk about his footwork, the very next week he's doing footwork, but then he forgets about the pressure on the, you know what I mean? Right, it's right. It's, it's just like a processing thing. But I mean, I hope in your second year, man, this is where you're getting you're getting your players back. You're getting 
a lot of things back in your I, – I would hope you would process by now that system a little, a little bit better at least, you know. Yeah. Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris, Von Miller. F. Mary Kill. <laughs> <laughs> or in other words, um, who are you keeping? What are you doing with those players, Marcus? Um, okay, I'm going to marry Justin Simmons uh, because he is amazing on and off the field. Um, and, uh, you know, I just like my booze all around great, you know. Um, and then uh, Von Miller. Ooh. I was going to make an F joke with his ex-girlfriend, but I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say, uh, we'll, we'll say F uh, Shelby Harris, because he just had a brand new baby and he needs to be there for his children. Uh, Vaughn needs yeah. a little more F in his life. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Vaughn, I, I want, I want Vaughn to stay. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, we, we have a huge drop off at that point if we get rid of Vaughn, but not for, I, I would, I don't want to pay him 18 mil. That's that's what I'll, I'll say about it. I, I don't and I don't want to. I still want to pay him a little less than JJ because he's coming off of an injury. So we'll see what we can get done there. But there's there's a lot, a lot of stuff on the pile right now that's not looking good for Vaughn. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and we're getting a lot of different competing uh, rumors about Vaughn. On one hand, you hear from Ian Rappaport last week that everything he's hearing from both the Vaughn camp and the Broncos camp is that he might not come back on the option, but he's going to come back on some kind of an extension. And then we hear this week from, I think it was, was it Mike Kliss? I want to say Nick had the article, but just basically the opposite of that, that it's not looking good because Peyton wants him back, but not at that level. And then you see the JJ signing and it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And we're going to have our answers relatively soon here. I mean, we're sitting here, March 3rd and my how the offseason time can fly when you're having fun but we're only two weeks out from getting a lot of these answers but but Boggins you said something that I wanted to touch on for a second because I think there's you know let our hair down on this a little bit because it's a good point you said look I think you can be a Drew Locke skeptic without being branded a Drew Locke hater and I think that's absolutely true and I think anyone that is that that has a head on their shoulders, should have at least a modest skepticism about Drew Locke at this point because you see the big step out of the gates as a rookie and then kind of goes down like this <clears throat> early on in his second year. You see signs of regression, and then boom, he kind of steadies back up. Not necessarily like you know the, the stratosphere, but he brings it back up to tail off. But none of it is just like blowing your mind. So it's, it's fair, and everyone should have some dose of skepticism with regard to Drew Locke where it really turns for me into the hate, and I want to get your take on this, is the abject antipathy that so many fans, you know, and I see it sometimes even in our chat, but especially on social media, have for Drew Locke like he did something to their sister. Like he actually went out and did something unmentionable to like the, their most cherished person in their life. Why do you think so, that, and I don't want to paint in too broad a strokes because I wouldn't even say that it's a, anything even close to a majority of Broncos fans feeling that way yeah. about Drew. It is a minority within Broncos country, but where do you think that antipathy is actually coming from? I just think it's it's a little bit of uh, a little bit of orange colored glasses and a little bit of uh, people really really wanting that young <clears throat> that young quarterback because we don't. I mean, when have we ever had uh, a young court? I you know you guys sometimes ask the question of like when was one of your worst moments as a Broncos fan? And one of mine was actually finding out that. 
like Brock Osweiler wasn't going to be just at the time. At the time, it was you know you had this plan, right? You had Peyton was Peyton was was going out, and you're like, all right, cool, Brock's going to step in, and then we'll maybe have something there at quarterback. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, he signs to the Texans. You're like, no. But I I, <clears throat> I think it's just that want of of a young quarterback, and so you're super critical of it. And then you get these flashy things like a Deshaun Watson or the Matt Stafford and then like a deep quarterback draft thrown in your face. And you're like, hmm, what could be? And then you get really spoiled with or the opposite of spoiled, I guess, with with looking at like a Mahomes and a Herbert in your in your division. And you're like, man, we really got to do something. Mediocrity isn't going to work any longer, you know. So I, I just think people get really, I'll say, passionate about uh about their broncos and and their want of a of a franchise to actually sign a franchise qb that we drafted for once uh, yeah <clears throat> that's that's what i think that's what i think it is and you know some people have and then social media will give your you either have one side opinion or the other side there's no there's no in between opinion in social media you can't be logical in social media so right Zach, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> why don't you ask this question that Todd has for Boggins? Because it's been a minute. You you grab this. Well, I was actually going to ask Boggins. I was going to give him a new job title. You're now the Broncos GM, Marcus. So, what would you do in free agency? How would you attack that? And uh, um, you know, to piggyback off Todd's question, what do you do with number nine overall, assuming that you don't trade that away for Deshaun Watson? Um, I think some of the priorities in free agency, free agency, I think would be, um, namely cornerback. Um, obviously, because we have a bunch of holes there to fill, and I wouldn't uh, put all our eggs in a basket as far as a, a draft pick um, for for a cornerback um, because that is quite a learning curve. Um, and I would do I would do the same with with the tackle position to sit behind Juwan James. I'm a big Calvin Anderson fan, uh, although he hasn't played much right tackle, um, so he's probably just going to play swing behind. Uh, um, behind bowls. Uh, but as far as, so pretty much I would just work on depth in the, in the, in the free agency, except for a corner cornerback position. I would try to find like, I really like Mike Hilton, a woozie, um, uh, maybe a Witherspoon, a big mean, mean boy, uh, at corner. Um, um, and as far as the draft pick goes there, there's not, I'm not too high on a lot of a lot of players at nine. Uh, I would probably want to trade back depending on who falls. If someone falls like a Penny Sewell, um, I would I would be okay with taking um, Micah Parsons. I'm way too scared about his off off the field stuff. Um, Caleb Farley, I really love and I think is the the best cornerback in the draft. But does he have con- injury concerns? Uh, yeah, luckily they're not related, so it might not be that big of an issue but not playing the position for a super long time which has a crazy high ceiling but you're still swinging for it um certain i mean there's been a lot of questions about being a scheme fit um but i like i like his physicality he's not very fast but i i don't want to say i mean his his closing ability isn't going to be the greatest. I don't think in a, in a, in a Fangio scheme, but I think that he is still a sturdy pick and you could take him. But I, I honestly would trade back um, in it because even the edges, I don't see that are that early, like a, like a pay. I don't see really fitting in a Fangio scheme. So I just, I'd stick with 
trying to trade back and maybe collect, maybe even collect a, another first round pick for next year. If we have to um, say Drew Locke doesn't worry or work out because that's my biggest fear is what, what we're going to be like next year is going to be with QB free agency is trash. Um, the, the draft, the, top quarterbacks are like worse than probably the top five of this year. So, and then you might lose Fangio too. So you don't have a defense to rebound on. So yeah. you're just kind of in just pure lull land. And that's, that's what I'm, that's my big fear right there. This is the overtime podcast network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, we got one more for you, yeah. and it's from uh, one of our superstars, fellow superstar Mark Langley, and then we'll cut you loose. Again, Marcus, thanks for spending some time with us tonight, my friend. Of course. Um, Mark says, and appreciate the super chat, Mark. You know we love you, bro. He says, what's up, Mr. Bo Jangles? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Boggins. Hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag hey, John. Hashtag football priest. Hashtag ask Boggins about his toilet flush. Hashtag MHRT for Boggins podcast. Uh, Do you know what he's talking about with the? T- I mean, we got to keep this, uh, you know, family friendly. Yeah, but- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mr. Hanky, no. Um, there, there. People have been saying in our in our MHRT podcast um, that the, my backdrop looks like a toilet, like I'm in the toilet. So I. Oh, I, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta really look for it. You. Yeah, you gotta really look for it. I guess. It's oh, my, leave it to it's my sound studio. Yeah, it's my sound yeah. studio, man. I what I do in there in personal time is not any business. Okay, well, it's fine. It's fine. And he yeah. is a legit sound guy. Like he, Marcus produced the uh, intro for Mile High Insiders. He also produced an intro for Huddle Up Podcast, which we use here and there. Uh, and so I even right before we went live, I was picking his brain on a few things because he knows a little something, something about home recording and stuff like that. So, you know, give the man his props. But Boggins, thanks for uh, coming on tonight. And of course, everything that you do in our community, what you do helping out on Facebook, supporting everything we're doing here. It's been really great to see you and all the, the guys and gal there uh, over at the Mile High Roundtable podcast, what you guys are doing there. You know, of course, we love seeing that and uh, encourage and, and say, look, check it out, guys. 
it's great to see the Mile High Roundtable podcast and six members of this community come together and, and doing their own podcast and doing their own thing. It's spin really off. cool. That's yeah, a spinoff, if spin you will. Yeah. But, uh, but thanks for joining. Follow Marcus on Twitter, guys, at MR underscore Boggins. That's with two Gs, at MR underscore Boggins. He is Marcus Boggins. Appreciate you, my bro, and we'll see, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace Thanks, out, Marcus. brother. Good to see you. And there he goes, Marcus Boggins. And uh, like I said, he's he's been with us a long time, not only as a community member, but he helps out MHH, especially on Facebook. And let me tell you something. That job is not easy, all right, because our social uh, reach, our following on Facebook uh, is absolutely I mean, it's just enormous. All right. And so a lot of posts get flagged, comments get flagged, and you got to have moderators that can then see what someone flagged or whatever, or people want entry into a group or some, you know, people that are going through that and Boggins helps out with that. So great dude and always fun to to get his take. And I appreciate his take on Drew Locke where he says you can straddle the line. You can be skeptical. You can be critical of him, but you don't have to hate him. You can take the orange glasses off and, and look at him objectively and not subjectively. So I do appreciate that from Marcus. And uh, he was a great guest tonight, Chad. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's grab this super chat. We got a few very patient supers that have been waiting. Let's grab those. Starting with BNS. Good to see you, bro. When are you going to get a Twitter account, Doc? When are you going to get a Twitter account? At Bowles News Service. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There's your there's your handle, dog. Um, Seriously though, get a Twitter account so we can keep the conversation going. There, he says. Locke needs to be taught how to prepare and manage the game. The best guy for that, Alex Smith. Trade back. Get uh, Falalale. (laughs) He has plenty of hair. Hashtag All Pro Bowls. KK with the thumbs up. So appreciate you, dog. as you guys probably can remember, it's only been two days. I'm a lot more amenable to the idea of getting Alex Smith here than uh, my co-host is. I, I just, as a as a backup, a strict backup or a mentor, I wouldn't mind it. But if you you thrust him into the starting job and you have Pat Shermer calling plays, I just it doesn't take advantage of the Broncos' skill players. And like Marcus said, it was really well put. They have a win-now team on offense minus the quarterback. They just need that franchise guy to step up, but they have the talent at every other spot. So you have a guy with a water pistol back there. I wouldn't like it in Alex Smith when you have a guy in Drew Locke who has a super soaker. I want the super yeah. soaker. The thing I like, and and this is – this. and by the way, John, I'm going to grab this um, from Ian Garrett on Facebook next before we jump down, before the, I'll lose him in the stream here. Um, but this comment, where to go? Did I go too far? Nope. It's right here. This is this is what I like from Roy. Um, Locke has turnover issues. Smith doesn't. How could he not be a mentor? Well, that's the one thing I like, Zach, is that the game manager aspect of Alex Smith, you know, that's his calling card, right? He's never going to blow you right away with the Star Wars numbers. He's going to protect the football. But he's also going to move the chains, and it's not going to necessarily result in big, you know, points on the board, so to speak. But maybe – having a guy like that as a backup and I'm qualifying that as a backup uh, to kind of help drew lock, maybe understand that, look, you don't need to go for broke on second and six. And then it's a turnover, you know, take the, take the check down, bring us up to third and two, and then you can move the chains like little things like that to help him balance from a guy who has taken the fiery darts and live bullets of, of the NFL since what was it? 2005. I think he was drafted. 
Here's my thing, though. If Brett Rippon was the Broncos' starting quarterback, then yeah, Alex Smith would be the perfect mentor. But Locke is not the type of quarterback that can learn by 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 hearing someone tell him what to do. He has to be out there, Chad, throwing those picks, fumbling, making those bad passes. It doesn't seem like it in the first half of the season, but by the second half, he was learning from those mistakes, and he played arguably his best, cleanest game in the finale against the Raiders. A game manager can't mentor a gunslinger. Like I said on the last podcast on Monday, it'd be like teaching a dog how to be a cat. It just goes against their nature. He's a good rah-rah guy, great guy for the locker room, but if you bring him in for, what, seven, eight million a year for one or two years, what is he really going to teach Drew Locke? What is... How is it going to transfer from from hearing it on the sideline or hearing it in practice? Is that going to make a difference in Locke throwing a touchdown to the Broncos winning a game? That's my question. By the way, real quick, shout out Kenneth Peters uh, Patterson. Excuse me. Please make sure you get Ryan Fitzpatrick a weed whacker. He could use one. I mean, he does a pretty good job. That's a glorious beard. He keeps it pretty well manic- manicured and groomed up. Bobby in the house. We haven't seen the princess of MHH in many moons. It's great to see you. Great to see you. Let's grab this from uh, Ian real quick, and then uh, we'll get back to the superstars that are waiting here. Um, Ian says on Facebook, so do you think the Broncos will go after tight end Kyle Rudolph? I mean, he was a Viking. Zach, how many tight ends did did the Broncos need? I mean, how many? I got this question on Twitter, and my only response is, for what? You you have a a Pro Bowl caliber tight end to Noah Fant. You used a first-round pick on him, and if you feed him, feed Fant, you would get Pro Bowl, if not all pro-level production. He is a thousand-yard receiver waiting in the wing shed, waiting to happen. And if you bring Kyle Rudolph on board for what? He's... Getting older, he's injury prone. He's going to require a pretty penny. What would he? What purpose would he serve on the roster to be an upgrade on Nick Vanette? You can get anyone off the street to be that role. So no one, Kyle Rudolph, feed Fant all day long. Dylan's saying that it's Jeremy, aka Black Knight's birthday. So happy birthday, bro! And when are you getting that lappy fixed so that we, you can come on the show? We 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 want to talk to you for. I mean, you and I have talked privately, Jeremy, many times, but like on the show. Let's get you on the show, my dog. Happy birthday from the Huddle Up podcast from Mile High Huddle. How old? Let us know. Happy birthday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a gander. Let me take a guess here. I'm going to say 24, 24, something like that. Tell us if we're wrong. Appreciate the stars, Brad. Um, John, really quick before we dive back in, the, the chat, the stream just did a jump on me. I need Mark's first super, Levi, Duke, Chris, um, Burn the guitarist. So uh, Mark, Levi, Duke, Chris P, burn the guitarist, and then Josh, Broke Theory. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mark Langley again. Appreciate you, dog. He says, what's up, white guys? If Watson doesn't come to Denver, is Drew Locke a fallback option for next year? Some article I read. To me, that's sad. Wow, if it's true. Hashtag MHH. Meaning like, Watson's the plan if you're the Broncos. And Drew's like, the oh, we missed on Watson. He's our fallback plan. I think there is some truth to that. But at the same time, I think the Broncos are a lot more I don't want to say excited, but they, they're a lot more willing to roll with Locke one more year under the parameters of knowing that it's his year two in Shermer's scheme. He improved dramatically down the stretch. He gets Sutton back. He gets his two rookie wideouts from last year that are now seasoned vets. They've been in the league. You know, Under those parameters, they think they might be able to, to, to make some noise, but they're not going to pass up on the opportunity if it's there to at least look into a Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't see the Broncos starting Drew Locke by default. They're not saying, oh, well, we can't get anyone else. Might as well start Locke. There is a high level of interest and intrigue in Locke, despite how he played last year, in seeing whether he can blossom into the guy in his third make-or-break season with the Broncos. So, no, if they can't get Deshaun Watson, I think they'd be more than happy to roll with Locke. And that that might be the plan either way, Chad. They're going to put in their two cents and their – maybe a couple draft picks for Deshaun Watson, but more than likely they're not going to get him, and more than likely Locke will start. And we can tell you, George Payton has a level of interest in Drew Locke and is excited by the prospect of what he can do on a level playing field. All right, I'm going to grab this uh, <clears throat> really quick, John. Um, the, the stream jumped it on both all three of our sides here, so i got to reverse engineer it because we do not leave any of our Super Chat superstars out in the cold, Levi, who is coming on the show soon. We're excited for that. Levi, appreciate you, dog. He says, Peyton will have try tried for Watson. Doesn't mean he wants to give up the capital for him. I want Watson. I still don't think we get Watson. So in other words, let me distill that, Zach. He's going to at least check the temperature. He's going to kick the tires. He's going to see what's it going to take, you know. But he's not going to pay through the nose. He's not necessarily in what Levi's saying here you know, mortgage the next three drafts, give up a Bradley Chubb as well, give up a freaking Draymond Jones as well to get Watson here. But that doesn't mean he doesn't at least call to check to see what it's going to take. Right, exactly. I mean, he he told you that. He said he'll be involved in every deal. I mean, this isn't us speculating. He actually got up there and said that. But he's also said he'll be aggressive but not reckless. And Again, this is the big disagreement of the offseason. Like Marcus said, you fall into one of two camps. I fall into the camp that in his first year succeeding John Elway, George Payton's not going to swing a trade for Deshaun Watson as good as he is, involving three first-round picks and Drew Locke and Bradley Chubb and whoever else. I think he takes the more modest approach and he takes the more realistic and measured approach to building the Broncos. And if it's Locke starting this season with Andy Dalton or Fitzpatrick behind him, so be it. 
in, in that case, you get to keep your number nine overall pick. You get to keep Simmons, keep Shelby Harris. You can do a lot more with this team if you don't get Deshaun Watson. Though I'm with you. I'm with the question. I'm with the, the consensus. He will try. I just don't see him closing that deal. Uh, by the way, Levi, you're locked in for next Wednesday, a week from tonight. You're going to come on the show. We're stoked. We're gassed. We're looking forward to it. Duke Boynton, bona fide superstar, bona fide Mount Rushmore, MHHer. Good to see you, my friend. And I mean that when I say it. He says, be on the Drew Lock train. It's full of steam. If the lock train derails, there's always next year. <clears throat> you know, Zach, I still lean this direction. Uh, as I've already laid out tonight, you know, and I lay this out in different forms multiple times almost every night lately. But, you know, Deshaun Watson is the only quarterback legitimately within even possible reach for the Denver Broncos that represents, let me put it this way, that would give Vic Fangio a better chance to keep his job after 2021 than Drew Locke. All right. But the, but the likelihood of getting him here, very slim. So I'm more inclined, as Duke says here, to hold on to my draft picks, fill my holes on defense, and see if year two with Shermer and getting the weapons back and all that stuff is going to be the magic sauce for Drew to finally lift off and turn that corner. And if not, we gave it the old college try. We gave Drew, you know, not just, I guess, two years as the starter, you know, two and a half plus years worth of starting experience. It didn't work out. This is the modern NFL. We don't have four or five years to wait to see if a, if a quarterback will develop. we got to move on. Then you'll know for sure, and you can you know lay your head down at night knowing, hey, it wasn't Drew, and we can focus on 2022. And there are some options in 2022, and I'm confident in telling you now that by the time, Zach, we get to this point next year, if Drew busted, all right, if he doesn't work out, there will have been at least one or two quarterbacks who no one's really talking about right now as part of the 2022 NFL right. draft class that will emerge between now and then. Same for veteran quarterbacks on the trade market. Who saw Russell Wilson being disenchanted this time last year? And to your point, Chad, it's give Drew Locke a, a fair chance. I mean, we don't have four or five years to wait around, like you said, but how about one year of a full season that's fair for him? He played in five games his rookie year. Last year was a disaster on multiple fronts. Just give him a full mostly normal season, and if he busts, he busts. If he succeeds, he succeeds. But there's no guarantee Fans are conditioned or indoctrined to think now that if you get Deshaun Watson, you're guaranteed 10 wins or more. That, that's There's no guarantee in the NFL, and that's what it's going to take for Vic Fangio to keep his job. So there's no guarantee that even if they get Deshaun Watson and they sacrifice literally half the team, that he allows Fangio to keep his job. If they don't make the playoffs next year, Chad, Deshaun Watson, Drew Locke, Vic Fangio is gone. So in that situation, it might be more practical, might be more realistic to save your draft picks, save your money, save your players, and give Locke that one more chance and see where it goes. Drew Love, one of our great supporters on Facebook, really has come on strong of late as a member of the community. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, from something I heard is that we're making advances to signing Shelby Harris. Have you heard anything? And have we heard anything about Justin Simmons? Appreciate the question. Appreciate your support, Drew. On Shelby, I've actually, what I've heard is the opposite, that he's going to hit free agency. Doesn't mean the Broncos don't potentially still re-sign him, but similar to last year, the Broncos want to see what the market is willing to pay for Shelby because, you know, everyone was convinced, even the outside third-party sites like SpotTrack were projecting Shelby to command $11 million a year on a multi-year contract in free agency last year. 
I mean, the market relative to that, I mean, crickets, it was a fraction of that. He ended up coming back on a one-year deal for a little more than $3 million. And so the Broncos, it's not that that doesn't mean they don't love him. It doesn't mean that they don't want him back. It just means that they don't want to overpay to get him back. And so he's at least, Zach, going to get the first two days of legal tampering and, and, and figure out what you know what the what the market's willing to pay for him before the Broncos probably make a full decision on Shelby. And if that if I'm wrong on that, I'll, you know I'll I'll be wrong. But that's kind of how I see it playing out. I feel bad for Shelby Harris, man. He you know he had a couple great seasons in Denver last year. He hits the open market finally as an unrestricted guy, and the pandemic rages and it, it destroys free agency and destroys his value. And this year he hits the open market again and. I saw a report earlier, I believe it was by ESPN, that said there's going to be a massacre of cuts next week or a biblical wave of cuts, and it's because the cap went down. You're going to see a lot more short-term, two-, three-year deals tops in free agency this year, so it could affect Shelby Harris as well, and it could benefit the Broncos. They can get him back for a two-year, you know, $12 million contract, and that is it is a, a mega steal for a player and a starter of Shelby Harris's capacity. But I'm with you, though. The Broncos, they can't negotiate against themselves. I mean, he doesn't really have a huge market, I believe, outside of Denver. So if he just sees where the wind is blowing on March 15th, and if it's not blowing, uh, you know, fairly hard, you can get him back on a good rate. That's where they're going to go with him. Dude, John just DMs me. We're already at 40 minutes. Dude, if you would have asked me, I never would have get That surprises me. It doesn't feel like we've been live for 40 minutes because the time just flies, dude, when you're having fun. Pobby, thank you so much, wow. my friend. Thank you, Pobby. Uh, just... Seriously, from 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 the heart, we appreciate you so much. And she says hello to the MHH family. It's not the same when you're not with us, and we appreciate. It. And again, a little update on your Christmas gifts that you sent out, at least at the Jensen family. All right, my wife using one of the blankets. I kept two. All right, don't don't tell the guys. I kept two. Okay, my wife she uses that blanket literally every single night because she's pregnant and she gets cold really easy for whatever reason right now. And my daughter, she's using the other one. She's not my daughter, you know, in a house full of Broncos, crazy wackos. She could not care less about football. She could not care less, Zach, about, you know, the Denver Broncos. But she loves that blanket because it's soft and comfy. So, Pobby, love you. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's good to see you, Pobby. Thank you. Uh, obviously, you know, for another another day, thank you so, so much. It, it's truly appreciated. We're truly humbled by it. I hope everything is well for you and your family. Um, John, we have one here from Randy Jones who gave us on Facebook some stars. Let's grab this. He says, how do you expect Drew to grow with the offensive coaching staff that we have? We all think the coaching staff will be gone. So do we want Drew to come back next year too? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it is like, again, there's so many – you hear Zach and I say this often on the podcast. More than one thing can be true at the same time. Drew didn't take that huge step last year like – Everyone wanted to see from him. But at the same time, Pat Shermer disappointed in many ways in his first year as an offensive coordinator. So, Zach, here's to hoping that that continuity has a payoff for the Broncos, both in the form of Drew and just in the form of Pat Shermer being able to kind of, you know, get his – because he wasn't able to install. He said it, dude, in November. I wasn't able to fully install the offense the way I would normally on a regular offseason because of the way the pandemic affected things here's to hoping that that changes this year. I, I just don't buy that as an excuse. I, I understand that might have affected 
you know, what little training camp they had or maybe September games the first couple weeks of the season. But by the end of the year, Chad, the offense was looking the same in terms of execution, play calls, scheme, game planning. That falls on Pat Shermer. And I'll say it again without going into a big rant about him to call, you know, a a fourth and one, you know, shovel pass to a tight end or to run when you should pass and pass when you should run. No creative plays, no, you know, ingenuity, nothing, nothing to keep the opponents on their heels. So that wasn't a lock problem. That's a Pat Shermer problem. And as long as Pat Shermer is calling plays in Denver, I think we're going to see more of the same, unfortunately. And that's why, again, Chad, if you want to mortgage the future and you would be doing that for Deshaun Watson, you'd be bringing him in and giving him to Pat Shermer. So where would you really go? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I feel you. Um, Let me see here real quick since we're now at 44 minutes. we still got some time, but let's grab – John, you said you have Chris P's super sticker. Um, Just get that queued up and let me know when it's it's ready to roll because I just passed him in the stream. There he is. Oh, let me uh, let me grab this Mark comment. There it is. Chris P, thank you for the super sticker, my dog. And maybe the mustache emoji has something to do with uh, the Manscaped motif, the presenting sponsor of our offseason NFL draft, NFL free agency coverage. I don't know, but thank you for the support, dog. Appreciate you. Also, Chris, are you on Twitter? Because – uh, when I try to find you after a show on and tag you, there's no obvious, there's a million Chris P's right on, on Twitter. So no way of knowing Zach in the house. And by the way, I've got the explanation from Zach on the handle burn the guitarist. And, uh, maybe when, maybe when it's not, uh, we're so butted up against our, our deadline, I'll go, I'll explain it to you. He might not even want anyone to know it. So I'm not going to share it if he doesn't want it shared, but just, let's just suffice to say, it's a run on word because YouTube doesn't allow commas. So I'll let you guys guess at where the comma would go on this particular handle. But thank you, Zach. He says, hey, guys, just curious on the newly available Kyle Van Noy. Should we try to grab him? Zach, interesting question. The Miami Dolphins just cut him. Your thoughts? They cut him for a reason. One year into a massive deal they gave him last year. And I saw on Twitter, Chad, that you'd be more open to it than I would. I, I just... Uh, he's injury prone. He's ineffective. And I, I just, I would get younger at that position. I would get cheaper at that position. And I know Vic Fangio doesn't really prioritize inside linebackers or really outside linebackers on the open market. I can't see the Broncos cutting a check for Van Noy. More than likely, they're going to restock outside linebacker and inside linebacker where they should through the draft. Um, Josh, AKA Rogue Theory, who has just stormed onto the scene. The last couple of months as a bona fide superstar. Josh, you got to reach out to us, my friend. Uh, send me a DM. Uh, send me an email to Zach and I, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Let's get you a t-shirt, my friend. But here's our here's our uh, caveat. When you get the t-shirt, you got to send us that selfie rocking it so we can put it up on MHH Instagram like we like to do. So appreciate you, dog. We need the shipping address. We need the t-shirt size. How many games, asks Josh, do we give Locke? to prove himself. Zach, what's your answer? Uh, We got this question on Monday. I actually liked your answer, Chad. If the Broncos fall anywhere, like an 0-2 deficit, so 2-4, you know, 0-2, I I think he's going to have a very short leash. 
Ultimately, this is my guess as of March 3rd, he will open the season as the starter, the understood starter, but he'll have someone behind him waiting in the wings, and we don't know who that's going to be yet. He's not going to have a long leash. I compared it again to Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia last year. If the team starts losing and Vic Fangio feels his hot seat intensifying, he will not hesitate to yank Locke from the starting lineup. Agreed, 100%. Uh, real quick, John, the stream just jumped on me, and I am at Duke at 6.56. So I'll tell you in a minute where how many we got to recover from that stream jumping, and we got to rapid fire because we're getting close, and a lot of our great supers have been very, very patient. Uh, James Krupka, a name on Super Chat that we're not familiar with. Krupka? Krupka? Sorry if welcome, I mispronounced your name. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter with us, my friend. Even if you're already following you know, reach out and say in our mentions, hey, it's me, James, from from tonight's sh- uh, podcast so that we can follow back and connect with you. Appreciate you, man. He says, fellas, listen to you guys all the time, and I'm never in the live chat, so I'm super in you now for my back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that, Doc. We do, we do appreciate it. He says, I'm a lock supporter myself, and I think he'll be all right this next year if he's putting in work. Thank you much. Thank Word you, Word on the street. Yeah, thanks, bro. Word on the street, by the way, James, is that Drew has been basically living at the facility. So he's I think he's working hard. I think he's doing his thing. I don't know if he's even taking a vacation yet. He might not. I mean, he's hearing this stuff, right? He's hearing all the rumors and the buzz, Zach. Chad, putting in the work was never an issue for Drew Locke, though. That's actually one of his stronger suits. If you think back to last year, even with the the pandemic and even with distancing and, and shutdowns and this and that, he still organized passing sessions with his wide receivers for chemistry and continuity's sake. He tried to get the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends out there. He loves football. He eats, sleeps, and breathes it. I think that's one of his bigger assets for Drew Locke. So putting in the work, I have no qualms about for number three. And also, before we grab base case, for what it's worth, Locke was putting together those passing sessions once he came back to Denver because he ended up getting kind of marooned <clears throat> Excuse me, when he went home to visit his folks. Right as the pandemic hit, he ended up getting marooned in Kansas City or in Lee Summit, which is just outside. And he was told by the team, no, 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 stay where you are. Let's let the dust settle on this. OTAs had been canceled. Stay there. You know. And then I want to say beginning of May – he said, all right, I'm out of here. Went back to Denver. And even though the NFL and NFLPA were threatening sanctions against players and teams who organized um, unofficial throwing sessions and practice sessions like Tom Brady did, Tom Brady didn't listen to that at all. He's like, oh, all right, fine. Us. You know, we're throwing. Drew did that um, once he was able to in May. So that's that's a good sign. Base Gase, love you, bro. Good to see you. Create a Twitter account because we'd love to keep these conversations going with you on Twitter, my friend. He says, gun to your head, do you reset the market for Simmons or let him walk? Didn't he reject top three money last year? It's time we take care of our own. I feel you on that, taking care of your own. And especially, I think, Zach, it would be a very good uh, first impression for the veterans on this roster to see George Payton come in and pay Justin Simmons. But reset the market, you got to define it a little bit closer. If it's $15 million, I'm just ripping off that Band-Aid. I'm finding a way to get it in fit him under the cap. If it's something more obnoxious, like 17, 18, 19 million, mm. goodbye, see you later. But I think there's a way. And Simmons uh, appeared on a Sirius XM show this week, and he basically said that, look, outside of the one phone call I got from George Payton when he first took the job, introducing himself, you know, telling me that 
he's been a fan from afar. And, you know, I haven't really heard from the Broncos. I don't know what's going to happen. So we don't know yet, but he wants to stay in Denver. And I think ultimately George Payton's going to find a way. Yeah, and if he wants too much money, you know what the Broncos will do is say, okay, forget it, we'll franchise tag you for another, another year, and you can't do anything about it. You can sit out if you want. But I think um, in terms of resetting the market, I'm much more willing to do that than let him walk. He's still a premier safety in the NFL. He makes Fangio's defense go, and sometimes with free agents in the market, you kind of just have to pay market value. It reminds me of Dak Prescott in Dallas. Everyone's throwing their hands up because he might get $40 million a year or near Mahomes' money, but that's just the going rate for franchise quarterbacks or market value for his position. And the same thing might be true for Justin Simmons. Market value for him might be Buda Baker money, which is what, 15? 15 in change, Chad? Yep. So yep. that might be what he's aiming for, and I'm open to 15. But like, like Chad said, if you get to 16, 17, almost franchise quarterback money, no, too too much. Peter Parker, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate Spider-Man being with us tonight, as always. He says, good evening, gents. Tonight's hidden gem, mined by your friendly neighborhood Spidey, is Mizzou safety Tyree Gillespie. Shut down UF star, the Florida phenom, tight end slash big old. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Wide out, Kyle Pitts. All right, we'll check him out. I'm sure the draft guys are well aware of this cat. Like, uh, you know, talk to Eric, talk to Lance, talk to Nick, talk to Carl, talk to Luke. I'm sure they're well aware of, of Tyree Gillespie. But, yeah, thanks for putting them on our radar. We'll definitely check them out, Doc. And, and safety should be a, a fairly pressing need for Denver, Chad. With or without Simmons and Kareem Jackson status up in the air, they need a third safety. It's probably not going to be Will Parks again this year. They need a guy that can cover tight ends and running backs. So if he's a mid-round kind of guy, I'd have no problem pulling the trigger. Amen. Tyler Randall, appreciate that generosity. My brother, you've really become a bona fide superstar, and your T-shirt's on the way. So appreciate you, dog, and make sure you send us that selfie when you get it, all right? He says, what are the odds we draft or sign an edge early with Vaughn's situation? I don't want to lose him, but the NFL is a business, and we would need more than Malik Reed to fill the massive hole Vaughn would leave. Keep up the great work. Denver Broncos for life. MHH for life. Appreciate that, my dog. Um. Sign, I don't think you'd see much. Draft, that's a sneaky, dark horse, first-round pick option for the Broncos. Like if Vaughn 
does end up walking, Zach, it wouldn't surprise me to see Aziz Ojulari. Um, he's really the only guy I would like in the first. The Georgia – Eric Trickle just published a Finding Broncos scouting report. It's on milehighhuddle.com, plus there's the video on YouTube. There are other guys like Quiddy Pay, but I'm not sure Quiddy Pay is a great scheme fit. I think Boggins even said that. I agree. Uh, but Aziz, keep an eye on that Georgia kid because he would be a stud in Denver. I was going to say define early. Does that mean first round draft pick number nine overall, or they trade back in the teens? I, I, if Vaughn comes back, you have Malik Reed, who's, you know, you have Bradley Chubb. I think you're fairly good at edge rusher if you have Vaughn, you know, under contract. If you don't, I think it obviously becomes a need and it might be like Chad said, a sneaky first round pick, but you don't literally have any cornerbacks. You know, you don't have a pass cover inside linebacker. You're one Juwan James, you know, hangnail away from missing a right tackle you have other holes throughout the roster so it's going to take a lot for me to to pass up a Caleb Farley pass up a Micah Parsons to number nine in favor of an edge rusher Chad I would target it in the first let's say three rounds but I don't know about number nine Duke Boynton love you bro he says I have to give a heartfelt shout out to Chad and Zach if it weren't for you two I wouldn't have this amazing family I currently I'm currently with hat tip to both of you Thank you. Love it, dude. Appreciate you. Thank you, dude. I mean, guys, we're not lying when we say that one of the sneaky, um, you know, low-key collateral blessings and benefits that we've gained from doing this podcast, taking it from a pre-recorded podcast to the live, was the great relationships we built with the community because it's just been, you know, it's really added a lot of meaning and a lot of uh, just joy fun, you know, happiness to our lives as, you know, people that have to be in the public eye and do live streams and pods and, you know, publish our articles and our takes. It's just makes it so much more fun having to being able to connect with you guys. So love you back, bro. And it's given us a lot of purpose too, Chad, especially through COVID. Oh, I said it. I know I was going to get it. I think, I, was, I, think, I think this ship oh. mostly sailed on that dog. Oh, man, I try so hard not to say it. But, yeah, you know, during all that and when things were really rough and everything was shut down, I mean, the community banded together here, Chad. And as much as we got the comments that said, you know, you guys helped me through this, you guys helped us through that. And we can't tell you how grateful we are. So, Duke, you're a part of that, and we definitely appreciate you, man. Thank you. BNS goes, hey, Chad, how many Rugrats do you have, bro? You're gaining on Phillip Rivers. You can almost feel the baseball team by now. (laughs) No, dude, Phillip's got me almost by double. All right, I've got four. 18, 15, almost 13, and 10. All right, my baby currently is 10, and then we got one on the way. So this will be number five. But, yeah, I mean, we're, we're no more no moss for, for Chad Jensen, okay? No moss. But, uh, yeah, hey, man, it's the spice of life. You can field an offensive line. Yeah, that's true. Starting that's five. True. Uh, the queen jumping in, top roping it. Great to see you, as always, Christy. It was uh, great having you on the pod few days back a lot of great feedback and and comments we got from our community so love you appreciate you she says Shermer must step it up or step the freak out like it goes for everyone on the coaching staff from Vic Fangio on down but yeah Pat Shermer is under you know he's tied to Locke and Locke's tied to Vic Fangio and you know Tom McMahon is there this coaching staff maybe except for Mike Munchak or Bill Kalar, they're all coaching for their professional lives in 2021. So absolutely, Christy. Sorry, John, keep that fat cats. One sec, Chris, it's all good. If you're not on social anymore, uh, no big deal. But if you ever do get back on, hit, hit us up. Uh, where's that fat cats? 
Appreciate you, my dog. He says, the real question is, and by the way, Fat Cats is a bona fide superstar. He says, the real question is, can Shermer step up? What he showed with the talent he had last year, I don't know if I'd bank on. Dude, I agree, Zach. As, listen, Zach was a lot more skeptical about Pat Shermer than I was. I got actually pretty excited about Pat Shermer. He let me down. He let a lot of people down in that sense. And uh, I know like we were talking about with Marcus, you know, a lot of people just want to pin that on Drew, the the lack of, you know, the the failure to launch of the Broncos offense in 2020. But look, guys, the buck ultimately stops with Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer was the king of square peg round hole, trying to fit his scheme on top of everybody instead of trying to the other way around, trying to fit players into his scheme instead of trying to scheme around his players, including his quarterback. Didn't you didn't start seeing him kind of have those aha, all right, here's what we got to do to put Drew in a better position until you got to week eleven and beyond. All right. And so hopefully he learned from that. Hopefully he's now got a better bead, Zach, on the skill, um, the talent at his disposal as a schemer, and we'll see it come out better in the wash. I just think there's no excuse for someone like Pat Shermer. And the whole reason they brought him in was for what, Chad? Because he was billed and sold as a quarterback guru and quarterback whisperer. And he failed miserably with Drew Locke last year. And you can argue the common denominator is not Drew Locke because, again, how good does Scangarello look? A rookie coordinator in 2019 with Locke. He went 4-1. and one. He was playing franchise-level quarterback football. Pat Shermer, there's no excuse, especially being a two-time former head coach in the NFL, to wait until week 16 to call a screen pass or a jet sweep. There's, It's inexcusable. So when you yeah. surround Locke with that kind of coaching, how do you ever wonder why the second-year quarterback took a step back? Big Daddy Kane, dude, it's been a minute since we've seen you, my dog. This is an OG okay. superstar. Appreciate you, my friend. Great having you in the chat. He says, my Bronco priests, you uh, are you guys going to do behind enemy lines like a couple of years ago when you talk to other teams, radio hosts, etc., and talk about what they think the outcome will be? Zach, we got a lot of feedback from people on the behind enemy lines episodes. We kind of got away from that when we started doing the live streams, but maybe we need to start doing a better job of working it back into our in season yeah. program. It's tough because, you know, reporters and and writers and radio hosts, they're all busy doing the same things we are. They have their own shows, their own podcasts, and some don't like being on, you know, live and video Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But we can try for sure. I mean, we've gotten a lot. I was surprised, Chad, of how many people truthfully uh, reached out to us and were really excited about those segments. So Big Daddy Kane, uh, we'll keep it in the back of our minds for sure. Mustaf, Clayton, amen, bro. Smash the like button. Uh, Fat Cats with the super chat. He says, no questions today, just support for the priests and beast. Hey, dude, tip of the cap. Appreciate your hats off. You That's a t-shirt right there, Chad, the priests and the beast. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Dude, don't let me forget that. Get on it, John. Uh, John, write it down, dude. Christian, thank you for the super chat, bro. Appreciate your support. You've really come on strong. Uh, and uh, just keep it up, man. Keep it coming. He says, what y'all think, uh, what y'all think? What y'all think Locke's season will have to be for him to be the quarterback? Um, you know, in 2022, I think is what he's saying. Playoffs, average season. If he's average, it'll be another off season of uncertainties. So for Drew to leave no doubt, Zach, next year, right? So that when you get to this time next year, it's quarterback's not even a topic, right? What would he have to do in 2021? Win. 
and you can argue whether quarterbacks are a quarter or wins are a quarterback stat, but he's going to be judged of on how good the Broncos do next year, regardless of how his box scores look. It's just the way fans like to scout quarterbacks, especially when they're not sold on their quarterback like Drew Locke. But if he has an average season, if they go seven and nine, eight and eight, if they fire the coaching staff, why would they keep the incumbent quarterback? So he is really quarterbacking for his his professional future in Denver, just like Fangio and Shermer are coaching for their futures in Denver. He has to, or the Broncos have to, play winning football. I think that would buy him another season in 2022. All right, guys, we're about out of time. One or two more, I think, and then we got a dip. Um, really quick here, John. Uh, we'll scrap Jeremy, the birthday boy. Man, you don't have to do that. It's your birthday. We're going to celebrate you, all right? I'm not going to sing the HBD song again because um, someone informed me that, uh, you know, you can get you can get copyright hit for that because it's a zealously protected song on uh, YouTube and, and the other social media. So I'm just going to say, happy birthday to you, bro. When are you coming on the show? Let's go. All right. It's a super question. <laughs> Would you rather buy a truck? and stuff a supercharger engine in it or buy a Shelby Mustang GT 500 for my PC fix. I'm still looking at options. All right. Keep me in the loop on that. Uh, I'm not a car guy. So Zach, do you have an answer here for Jeremy? I actually, I don't have a Shelby, but I do have a Mustang and I love driving, you know, coupes, two door sports cars. I'm not a big truck guy, especially with gas going up everywhere around the country right now. I would want to conserve or at least look for a car. That's a little more fuel um, fuel efficient, but I'm a big Mustang guy. Just there's something about driving those and the allure of, plus you're driving a little Bronco. I mean, one of the biggest, I love having that on my car. So I'm, I'm a Mustang advocate all day. And people go, Oh, Kelberman doesn't care about the Broncos. He covers the Cowboys. Dude, this, <laughs> this dude's, this dude's OG. All right. I'm not riding a horse with a cowboy hat. I'm driving a Mustang with a Bronco on it. So there you go. Rent free guys. Dale. Appreciate you, dog. Superstar in the house. He says, I heard Locke is already working on his footwork with someone. Do you know if this is true? By the way, great pod uh, guys. Love the show. Thank you, Dale. Um, what the last thing I heard on this was that he was planning on, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Jordan Palmer, wasn't it? Running it back with Jordan Palmer. And Jordan Palmer, for those, I mean, this is Carson Palmer's little brother, played in the league, but, you know, he was a low level backup. Ended up getting into being more like a media guy slash QB consultant guru. This is the quarterback when uh, when Drew became uh, a prospect, right? Last year at Mizzou, now I'm entering the NFL draft. That was his QB guru that he worked with leading up to his pro day and into the draft. And so I don't know if that has begun yet, Zach, but I have heard that it's going to be it's going to be uh, Jordan Palmer again. Yeah, the offseason's still very young, and you know I, I do think by. By the time spring work starts in May, I think he'll have work with a footwork guru. And Jordan Palmer is a great one, and he has familiarity with Locke. So, yeah, he's going to keep putting the work in, guys. If there's anything you could say about Drew Locke, his work ethic is not one criticism that you can make about him. All right, last one from Chris P. And then uh, we got to say good night for the time being. Appreciate you, Chris. <laughs> Feed those babies. Yeah, well, we'll we'll do, my dog. We'll do. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of our great superstars and supporters also on Facebook and those who are giving out stars on Facebook, really supporting the content, supporting the brand. I mean, you all make it possible for us to invest our time and our focus and our creative energies into these shows. So thank you to each and every one of you, including you, Willie. Appreciate you, my dog. There's a guy who would know, Chad, in the shop with Willie. Yeah, I guess so. He says, I'd rather buy a truck and build it. 
man, I wish I had that kind of um, acumen, dude. Like when it comes to mechanical and stuff like that, like that's just not my forte. I'll, I can, I can create, right. I can write a song. I can write a blog. I can make a video. I can do a podcast working with my hands on stuff and like problem solving with like, you know, handyman stuff, not my bag, but I wish I dude, I envy it. I really do. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm on Google looking for whatever I need. I'm just, I'll pay it. Screw it. Yep. Hey, shout out to Boggins. Thanks for coming yes. on the show. My, my friend, great talking with you and appreciate all you do. Um, but Zach, we got to get out of here for tonight. And I almost forgot dude, to announce the winner of the uh, Facebook Huddle Up Podcast Facebook T-shirt giveaway. I have that uh, really quick here. Let me pull it up. Um, the name. Bear with me one second. I have it in a separate document. I got a drum roll going. Get that drum roll. It is uh, John Libick. J-O-N-L-I-B-I-C-K. So uh, let me let me put that up as a as a banner real quick. Hopefully hopefully uh, John sees this for this week's giveaway. John Libick. Nope, it's one B Libick. All right, so congrats, John. If you're with us tonight, uh, just shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll need your address and T-shirt size, and we're going to get that out to you. Thank you for liking and following the Huddle Up podcast on Facebook. You demand, appreciate you. Um, all right, guys. And if you're not, it's pretty easy. I'll put the link here in the chat. Make sure you are following the page. And then each week when we do these giveaways, we do the random drawings, you're automatically entered in and you can win each and every week. So get in on that. We appreciate each and every one of you. Connect on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod, at Mile High Huddle. Zach Kelberman on Twitter. Connect with him at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad and Jensen and our producer Buana Beast on Twitter at John K M H H. We'll be back tomorrow night, Zach, for the Mile High Mailbag. Uh, we'll try and get to as many questions and comments from all the different platforms we stream to as possible. So have a great night, bro, and, and uh, sign us off. Same to you, same to John, same to everyone else out there. Hopefully tomorrow, Chad, uh, we have a little more news. I mean, every day going forward now, we're going to have more and more speculation. There might be a bombshell tomorrow. We'll wait and see. Uh, get your questions into us, guys, on Twitter if you want to have a question ready to go for the uh, Mile High Mailbag. If not, we'll see you there, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 